0: Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. Okay, it's a new year, which means a new series with this uh, cool background of Dallas. Uh, We're starting a new series tonight called 24-6. And the idea behind this is is pretty simple. We live in a world that is on the move 24-7. Uh, every second of every day, there is new content to consume, and news to be read, and and things to be done, and challenges to face, and mountains to climb. And in January, this time of year, at the beginning of each year, it's like the world tells us to go, go, go. It tells us that we need to start working out more, and that we need to eat a perfect diet, and read a hundred books, and do yoga, and learn new skills. And all of those things are great, but it's kind of a daunting and exhausting way to start off every year. And so we decided that we wanted to spend the next few weeks focusing sort of on the opposite way to start this year. Rather than us going, 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 we're going to be talking about slowing. Taking a step back, slowing down, making sure that we are a people who who aren't rushing 24 seven, but a people who go at the pace of 24 six. A people who live life where where Sabbath and rest and self-examination is built in and important to us. Because that's the witness of scripture. It tells us that we are supposed to be a people who move slowly and deliberately. A people who never exceed that speed of 24 six. And so tonight we're kicking off with a Psalm that was written by King David. Uh, this is a psalm that was written toward the end of his life. He, he was an old man, and, and he's looking back on his life, and he's looking back on his experiences with God, and he's writing and sharing this wisdom uh, that he's hoping to pass on to future generations. And so if you've got your Bibles, uh, I'd encourage you to go ahead and pull those out if you've got a Bible app on a cell phone. We're going to be in uh, the 37th psalm tonight, and we're going to be looking at the first seven verses. Of course, we'll have it up here. Psalm 37, one through seven. And this is what it says. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way or over those who carry out evil devices. Okay, so David shares a lot of wisdom in this passage. uh, And and so we're gonna be going back and reading this a a few times uh, and pulling out different verses. Uh, But it's wisdom that I think really could benefit us as we enter into this new year, 2024. And so I want us to walk through this passage and see what David is trying to get us to understand and how this can help guide us as as we start off this new year. So first, I want us to just reread that last verse we read. David writes, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. This is our first lesson as we head into the new year rather than rush into all the things that we want to do this year, we ought to take a moment and be still. We ought to to take a deep breath, as you know we like to do here, and, and let God show us where he wants us to go. Let God be the guide. See, sometimes we need to just sit. This is a lesson that David shares multiple times throughout the Psalms. In fact, in his most famous work probably ever, Psalm 23, David writes this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. I haven't always noticed this, and maybe you haven't either, but but notice that it says God makes him lie down makes him slow down, makes him be still, makes him sit beside still waters. Because God knows we need him to. We need him to shepherd us. And part of that is getting us to just sit still for a second, to listen before we go off in any given direction. You know, so often in our 24-7 rushing toward whatever it is, we discover along the way that we've missed the much better thing. That we were going so fast, we missed the right thing. I learned this the hard way when I was in sixth grade. It was the time of year when my school put on the annual spelling bee. Sixth grade, Duff Elementary in Arlington, Texas. Little Sam. And I was so excited. I was determined to win. Mostly because Graham my arch nemesis, was going to be participating. And I really wanted to be Graham. Uh, Graham and I were friends, but we definitely had one of those frenemy relationships, you know, where we competed in everything. We competed in sports and we competed in school. Around that same time, I had just narrowly defeated him to become the sixth grade class president. I had run on the platform of more recess, which made me wildly popular. Anyway, spelling bee was a big deal. And the day comes, and the spelling bee starts, and slowly but surely other students are being eliminated. But Graham and I were both doing pretty well. I had just spelled videographer correctly, which I thought was a tricky one, and so I was feeling pretty confident. I don't know if I could spell that right now, honestly. But it ended up coming down to me and Graham, the two of us, Battle of the Titans for the CC Duff sixth grade spelling bee. And I was sure that I had this thing in the bag. Well, it's my turn. And I get up, and the principal who was sort of running the show says, spell walk. And I kind of laughed to myself. Like, we were at the very end. I had expected something a little more difficult. I just crushed videographer, right? And so I leaned forward confidently into the microphone, and I said, walk. W-A-L-K, walk. Easy. Well, I turned, and I went to head back to my little black folding chair, and I heard the buzzer that dreaded sound that meant that I got it wrong. And I heard incorrect. Walk. A bowl shaped frying pan used typically in Chinese cooking. W. O. K. Still hurts. Still healing. See, I had failed to ask for the definition or the origin or a sentence or literally anything that would have told me I was thinking of the wrong word. But I was just in such a rush to win, to get where I wanted to go. And if I had just taken a beat, if I had just taken a second, waited a moment, I might have won that spelling bee. Not bitter at all. But I didn't. I didn't win. I jumped straight in without thinking because I wanted the trophy. I wanted the victory. I wanted to get to the mountaintop quickly. And I think that's how so many of us go into the new year we jump right into our resolutions or we jump right into our new practices without taking a minute and really considering where God wants us to go this next year. And we do it for the same reason that I did, because we want the prize. We want to lose the weight. We want to read the hundred books. We want to be a yoga master or gain all the strength. We we want to win the spelling bee. But sometimes God calls us to just sit for a second to take a moment and listen to not be in such a rush 24 seven to do exactly what King David tells us in our scripture to be still and wait patiently for him because he will point us in the right direction he will point us where we're meant to go you know that's what David had learned after a lifetime of highs and lows if you know David's story a lot of challenges a lot of great victories. All the while, he's trying to follow God. But through his life, he learned that you can't rush the Holy Spirit. You can't dictate God like that. He learned that sometimes our only choice is to sit. And that's the first lesson for us from this passage. As we head into this new year, as as we all take on 2024 and whatever we want to do this next year, wherever God's calling us, one of the best things maybe for us to do is to just take a beat and sit in the presence of our God before we launch ourselves into whatever's next. So that's first. The second thing, second lesson that David's words remind us is that we need to quit. Let's uh, read again what David writes in Psalm 37. He says, do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay, this is really, this is really the heart of this psalm. In our scripture, David is trying to answer the big existential question of why, does, why do bad things happen to good people? And why do good things happen to bad people? It's a question probably a lot of us have had many times throughout our lives. And David's response to this question, to this big question, is to say, quit. Quit worrying about that. Don't fret about that. Quit letting that guide your next steps. He says, don't fret because God will work all that out. God will handle that. You focus on yourself. Quit comparing yourself and what God's doing in your life to what he's doing in the lives of those around you. Quit. It's a lesson that so many of us need to learn as we head into this new year. We need to quit focusing on other people. If we want to be better disciples of Jesus Christ this year, the best way for us to do that, first and foremost, is to look not out at everybody else's sin, everybody else's challenges, but at our own. To look inward at ourselves. There's a great true story uh, called Cookies by the English writer Douglas Adams. I know I've, I've shared it before in here. If you don't know Douglas Adams, he's the, the author of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, like I said, I know I've, I've probably shared this story before, but it's so good I wanna share it again. Douglas Adams uh, writes about a time when he was on a train traveling across Britain one day. And he was set, set up on the train. He had this, this big stack of, of newspapers he was reading. And like any good Englishman, he had a cup of tea and he had a package of biscuits or the correct way to say it is cookies in front of him. And he was reading and, and he was having this wonderful moment of relaxation and seated next to him was this other guy, this stranger. And he was wearing a nice pea coat. He was reading a book of his own. Well, as Douglas Adams was reading his paper that day, he noticed this guy next to him reach over and pull a cookie out of his package and eat it. Well, being the, the good English gentleman that he was, he didn't address it directly. And so instead he just grabbed a cookie immediately as a way to sort of signal like, hey man, these are mine, stop. So he grabbed a cookie and he went back to reading. Well, a couple of minutes went by and this guy reaches yet again and grabs another one of his cookies. And so in retaliation, Douglas Adams grabs one very quickly And it went like this through the entire package of cookies, one after the other, until finally it got to be the last cookie. And this gentleman next to him gestured toward the package as a way to offer that last one to Douglas Adams. And so quickly he plucked it and ate it. Well, the train pulls up at a stop and this guy gets off the train and and, and he tells Douglas Adams to have a good day and he kind of tips his hat. And at this point, He's beside himself, thinking, like, what a rude person. What kind of person eats a stranger's food like that? And how dare he offer him his own cookie? And he was mad, and he was puzzled by this guy. Well, eventually, the train arrived at his stop, and he collected all of his reading material. And as he did, you probably see where this is going, he lifted up his newspapers, and he found a package of unopened cookies. His cookies hiding underneath the stack. And suddenly in that moment, he had this this massive change of perspective. Right, just 10 seconds earlier, this guy was the most inconsiderate, rude, entitled person he'd ever met. And then suddenly he became the most generous, kind, patient person he'd ever met. And I tell you that, that, that story because Douglas Adams is so focused on the bad deed of the man sitting next to him so focused on him that he doesn't even realize for a second that he might be the one in the wrong. He never once considers that he might be the one who needs to do a little self-examination. See, Douglas Adams needed to quit fretting about the person beside him and look at himself. And that's exactly what King David is saying in our scripture. That's what we need to do as well. As we head into 2024, we have to ask ourselves... What are we going to set our eyes on? That's a perfect song for us today. What are we going to set our eyes on? Is it going to be what everybody else is doing? Is it going to be how how they're doing wrong, how they need to improve? Or are we going to take a beat and listen to God and then look at ourselves, at the ways that we can love our God and love our neighbor more effectively? As we enter into this year, we have got to take the time to slow down from, from our 24-7 lives and to sit and listen to God, to quit fretting over others, and finally, to recommit to the Lord. I mean, y'all knew I was going to keep the rhyme going. I'm a cheesy preacher. That's what we do, you know. So let's look back one more time at what King David writes. He says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He'll make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Commit your way to the Lord. This is the final step, I think, for all of us. After we've sat with God and really evaluated where he wants us to go and after we've quit worrying about everybody else, then we take that last step. We, we commit ourselves, or maybe for a lot of us, we recommit ourselves to following God to the best of our abilities. And it sounds simple, but that act of recommittal can be extremely powerful. And look, this is not a new idea. This is something that's been a part of our shared religious history for, uh, as Methodists for over 250 years. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, believed that we should do this, this recommittal every year. He believed that every Christian should recommit themselves to the mission and the ministry of God at the beginning of each new year. So starting in 1755, Wesley and all of the early Methodists would get together uh, and they would have a covenant renewal service on New Year's Eve, late at night. Some people called it, and some people still call it a watch night service. Uh, And the idea is simple. Methodist Christians gather together and they recommit themselves to the work that God has called them to. And so at this time, in 1755, they were engaged in all sorts of things. They were working to abolish slavery. They were trying to help people get out of debtor's prison. They were working to, to feed the poor and, uh, and to, to share the gospel. That was their work. And you know what? They were doing it really well. The Methodist movement was growing explosively, but still... Every single year, they felt like they needed to recommit themselves to that work, to commit themselves, commit their way to the Lord. And you know what? Many Methodist churches and churches of all kinds really still hold these watch night services. In our book of worship, there's an entire liturgy for a covenant renewal service. And so uh, I know this is a little different for us, but tonight I want us to have our own little covenant renewal moment. And we're going to do that exactly the same way that the earliest Methodists did 250 years ago. We're going to read together the Wesleyan covenant prayer. You've probably heard this prayer before sometime at the church. This was a prayer that John Wesley wrote specifically for that first watch night service in 1755. He wrote it for that service. And it's one that churches all over the world, including us, still use to this day. And so we're going to read this together uh, here in just a second. And as we do, As we kick off 2024, uh, I I want us to see that we are tonight going to heed King David's advice. We are going to commit ourselves or recommit ourselves to Him, to His ways, and we're going to do it with these words that countless others have used. And so, uh, let's 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 try this. Will you please join me now in the Wesleyan Covenant prayer as it appears on the screen? I am no longer my own, but Thine. Put me to what thou wilt, rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee, exalted for thee or brought low for thee. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine and I am thine. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. May that be our prayer for 2024. May we be a people who don't rush into whatever is next or live our lives going, going, going 24-7. Instead, let's be a people who sit, and quit and recommit. Hallelujah. Amen. Will you bow your heads to me? Lord, tonight we do recommit ourselves to you, to your work, and your mission, and your kingdom. God, I pray that all of us would. Figure out where we are in those steps. Maybe we need to just take a minute and sit. Maybe we need to take some time to slow down and just listen to what you have for us. Or God, maybe maybe we're stuck looking at everybody else. Maybe we're so focused on those around us that we've forgotten to look inward. God, if that's the case, help us to redirect our minds. And God, maybe all we needed is to pray that prayer. Maybe all we needed is to take tonight and just say, Lord, I'm committed, I'm ready. I'm gonna keep doing the things you've called me to. I'm gonna take the next step in my discipleship journey. I'm gonna go outside of my comfort zone. I'm gonna try and love people with reckless abandon. Lord, I just pray that you would guide us tonight. I pray that 2024 would be a powerful year in this church and in the lives of every single person in this room, every single person watching online. Lord, we know that you have something in store for us and we trust that it is going to be good. We pray all of this in the name of our rock and our redeemer, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.